0: All right, recording on. Mary, it's me, (laughs) Erin. Hi, Erin. Hi, I'm so glad you're joining me uh, on the recording again today. We are really having some great conversations
1: that I find super, super helpful. So thank you. Good, and I find it good company Mm -hmm. because I get a little lonesome sometimes in my quieter than usual Still a pandemic life, and uh, you're (laughs) you're a good company.
0: Yeah, you are too. So I wanted uh, one of the things that we talked about today to get together and discuss is when do you know that it's time to forgive? Because that's a good one. I know it. I know forgiveness is always a good idea, but I know sometimes it's a better idea, and sometimes it's too soon. Or
1: sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you're ready to do it, and sometimes you know I actually need to take care of this issue, but I'm not ready today.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So yeah, how do you know? And my favorite answer to that question is because you feel stuck, Mm. you are aware that you want to move forward into some new things and you don't have the energy. You don't have the faith, the enthusiasm. You feel kind of tired and weighted down with what has come before and uh, you have this sense of, oh, I don't know, how do I get started again? And so I think, uh, especially in terms of the pandemic, it's, it's relevant. Um, I think you know everyone had kind of a hangover from 2020, the various uh, painful things that, that we all went through and are recognizing afresh. And uh, we want to reset for coming times, but we we sort of feel a little beat up, and it's hard to it's hard to get going. So that's that's a thing that's real now, you know. But I I think if you if you know that you are stuck, and that you feel heavier than you want to feel, and you feel uh, uh, just not a lot of uh, uh, fresh enthusiasm for whatever is coming next sometimes the way forward is to clean up what has come before. Yeah.
0: Well, that's so funny. Cause as I'm hearing you express that and explain what stuckness is, I'm kind of thinking, Oh, it's kind of like you get to the point where it's the last resort. Like I've tried everything right? else and it
1: hasn't worked. <laughs> it's true. I don't know. Some I've had many people come to me and saying, well, I just, couldn't think of anything else I tried everything <laughs> else and I couldn't think of anything else and my friend had a good experience with you and I don't know I guess I'll try this I don't yeah. know but then we have to kind of sort through what is forgiveness you know mm-hmm. you have to make friends with it you know mm-hmm. and why is it for you what is it not you're not you're not you know excusing bad behavior in the past you're you're acknowledging it but you are ready to reset and I think another kind of classic time that people notice this is if they've had a unfortunate relationship that you know, left them with a bad taste about mm-hmm. relationships and maybe even muttering to yourself I'm never going to fall in love again you know <laughs> there's a song like that uh, <laughs> if, if you're singing that song uh, then when you do start dating again and start attempting to uh, be vulnerable and connecting with another person sometimes you find yourself projecting some old things on the new person, and that isn't pretty. It's no, that, discouraging. that's not a good idea. <laughs> I saw a, co- a cartoon once in the New Yorker where this uh, there was a man at the door, and he's opening the door, and there was a woman on the doorstep, and she says, "Hi." I'm Jeanette and this is my emotional baggage <laughs> and there's this, this big monster standing behind her this big <laughs> doughy, smoky looking monster with you know with crossed eyes standing next to her and that's her emotional baggage so at least she was open about it right at least she was she open didn't... about it yeah but you know, <laughs> sometimes we, we close our hearts uh, uh-huh. our hearts got real hurt and we close our hearts and it dims life. It dims everything to do that. It dims our joy and we need to open our hearts again. And and that means maybe we need to go back into a story that was painful or humiliating or disappointing and, Mm -hmm. and clean it out. It's like, like dentistry. (laughs) Sometimes I think, Forgiveness work is like plumbing. And sometimes I think it's like dentistry.
0: (laughs) Wait, say more. Yeah, those are great metaphors. Explain the plumbing one. I love that.
1: Well, it's like, uh, you know, a person is trying to open up and get some energy flowing and get some inspiration and some life force and some light into their life again. But uh, the channel is plugged. It's, it's blocked. It's plugged with old tarry
0: peels and hair,
1: and- hair balls. Yeah. It's just all plugged up. And so, you know, sometimes people come to me and they say, you know, I used to believe in God and I used to pray and I used to feel like God was there, but now I pray and I don't feel like anyone's there. It's not that God went anywhere. God is still there, but their connection, their channel is, is all plugged up. And uh, the process of forgiveness is like the, you know, liquid plumber of the spiritual life. It's just, it, it's dissolves that hairball and that old stuff and, and moves it, moves it right along so that your life force can flow again. It feels like the water can come through again. Yeah. So yeah, it's like plumbing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, and like it's like dentistry. Like- <laughs> it's like you have kind of a, you have a rotten thing going on in your mouth and it hurts and you, you know, you should, make an appointment and get to the dentist and take care of that. And maybe it's going to require an extraction or a root canal or something. And you're putting it off. You're thinking, oh, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. And yeah, you know, it's going to hurt a little bit. um, You'll have
0: some discomfort.
1: You will have some discomfort. But I like to feel that, you know, having done thousands of forgiveness sessions and seeing that they always work and finding uh my way with helping people really kind of relax into it and do it um it's like modern dentistry <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. it, you know what it's only gonna hurt a little bit it's a little discomfort but you're gonna feel better afterwards yeah. you're gonna be yeah. glad you made that dental appointment you're gonna be glad you made that date with forgiveness and you and you faced into the pain for 20 minutes and then you did the steps that that always work to clean it out. Like, oh, why did I wait so long to do that? That is what I always tell myself after I do forgiveness work. I go, ah, why did I wait so long? I Which is funny because- So much better three weeks
0: ago, Ben. <laughs> you're an expert and you've got thousands of forgiveness sessions
1: that you've helped other people with. Under and your I fountain. still put it off personally. Isn't that
0: funny, Mary? What is that all no. about?
1: I don't know if it's because I'm a Scorpio and uh, <sighs> we, lo- we love to hate. <laughs> <laughs> when we feel betrayed yeah we love to hate and judge and hold on to the judge and the grudge for a long time and uh so uh, so my personality is not very uh, forgiving naturally so it's a mm. darn good thing mm. i learned how important it is and how to do it because i probably would have you know been dead of something 10 years ago (laughs) because it's not good for you. So, okay. So so if you feel like you've got sludge
0: in your connection to, to God, or you feel like, you to life, to
1: vision, to your goals, to your wishes. Yeah. But
0: when, okay. So conversely now, when is it not time? When Uh, is it too soon or you're just not in the right place. And and
1: you go, okay, wait, hold on. There's some other things that have to happen here first. Right. Well, if it's something that's very traumatic, very physically um, traumatic or deeply uh, wounding, uh, you can't just rush into forgiveness that day. You have to um, take some time to feel the grief, to feel the loss, to feel the insult, and especially if it's something that happened a while ago, to reflect on, uh, well, how did this affect me? What did it cost me? What did I lose? And uh, what what's it costing me to keep it? And uh, what did I decide about life and love and self and others out of this bad experience? I decided, oh, this kind of person can never be trusted. Or, you know, oh, gee. I guess i don't get to have true love or i don't get to have um my dreams um become manifest because so it it's kind of working
0: with your story a little bit and looking at me looking at it from a few different
1: angles maybe and you gotta know what happened how you felt about it what you decided about it um how it's limiting you now to stay connected and attached to that story and um, determined to move on into a new and better story. Even Mm -hmm. though um, that happened, we can, we can let that story become just part of a few threads of the tapestry of our life.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and not this like sore, you know, ingrown toenail that we're trying to walk around <laughs> the pain of we have to, you know, now you're bringing podiatry. Into oh, it. now I'm getting into like foot problems. Yes. It does it, it, kind of like foot problems <laughs> <laughs> stepping forward. <laughs> and I was, I was pretty struck about this uh, one workshop when I, um, I planned a workshop and I started putting out the advertisements around it. And and that was in the days when uh, I actually like put posters around in coffee shops. Oh, back in the olden. Remember that? Remember that (laughs) a long time ago when you put up a poster (laughs) and people saw it, well, this is, this is how long I've been doing this. So, so this, I, I went around and I, I got my posters up and, you know, Did whatever else was possible. And later that day I got my first phone call for a sign-up and I was so excited. I'm like, oh wow, great. How'd you hear about the workshop? And the woman says, Oh, I've well, I've had your card in my purse for 10 years. (laughs) And I saw it again today. And I just decided it was time to do it. I said, You've been carrying my card in your purse for 10 years. (laughs) She said, Yeah, I wasn't ready to forgive my ex. He was physically abusive. And I I really hate him. I'm really mad at him. And um, but it was ten years ago, and I, I'd like to be in a relationship again. But I, I'm still stuck in that story. Mm. So, and as as things would have it, as Grace would have it, she ended up being the person that I worked with, with the support of the group, and mm. we got her through that story. And oh, and oh my gosh, the transformation on her face! You know, she started laughing and getting shiny, and she's like laughing through her tears and and just looking like she hadn't taken a breath in 10 years and she was now breathing. Yeah. So I don't know why it took her that long to Mm -hmm. get to the point, but, uh, one day that card in her purse said, call, (laughs) let's do this. Come on, let's
0: do this. This has been 10 years. So that's that's amazing. I I also have, I remember, and I think I've noticed this in myself too, where, maybe you just want to rush. You, you just want to get it done. Like, okay. Yeah. I, I, and I know at your workshop, sometimes people come in and they're like, okay, I'm here. Let's just knock this out. And they want to address anything and everything that that they have. And you have to slow them down a little bit.
1: Slow your roll. You've got between now and the last breath you take in this life. Yeah. To get through all of your issues. Let's see which one is calling today. Which one is going to give you the most everyday relief to, Mm -hmm. um, to heal that, to put that one to rest. And then you can tackle the other ones, you know, when, when it's time or you can, you know, there may be certain times a year that you feel like doing some heart clearing, some forgiveness work just Mm -hmm. before the holiday season or just before mother's day, if it's your mom, if you hate mother's day, because you and your mom are not good and they haven't been good for a while, that's a good time to forgive mom. And um, I remember I had another student who she had to forgive her mom. And it was important because they lived in a duplex together, upstairs, downstairs. And every time my friend went to, uh, into her apartment, she had to pass her mother's door. And she felt mad every single time. Oh, she felt resentment every single time she came and went near her mother's apartment. And so when she joined my long program, she said, you know what? I got to forgive my mom. It's a really big, she was such a fail. She was an amazing fail of a mom and mm. she's still kind of a fail as a family member, as a person. And I just hate her, <laughs> but I, I I don't want her to leave this earth uh, with me in a state of hate. I, I know this is not good for me. So I tell you what, Mary, by my birthday, which was at the end of June, and this was back in, you know, the fall or something. She said, by, by my birthday, I'm going to forgive my mom because mm. I, I have to Premeditated do that. forgiveness. Premeditated. So yeah. So she, she spent that, those nine months uh, getting ready and mm. uh, kind of taking it down into parts and pieces and doing a little bit at a time. And uh, we, we got there, we got there on just before her birthday, we did a big fat forgiveness of all the, the big mom issues that she had become aware of in that nine months, she'd been journaling and making lists and remembering incidents and having dreams and realizing things. And uh, she was ready. And boy, did that change that changed for her that day. It stayed good for the next 15 years when her mom Mm. did pass away. And she found that when her mom did pass away, she was in a very, good, clean, sweet-hearted place with her Mm. mom. And her three sisters were mad and sad and uh, uh, not doing well uh, with grieving their mom because they had so many unresolved stories. Mm. And at least in this case, um, my student had resolved her stories and she could just, she could just miss her mom uh, in kind of a clean way.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's really good to hear because it, what I'm, what I'm remembering and learning as you're speaking this through is that these all kind of take different shapes.
1: Mm-hmm. They're,
0: they're stories, they're different stories and they kind of show up and they're a little mysterious and, um, and there's I'm, different
1: motivations. There's different things that are why you've decided, okay, you know what? I've got to, I've got to give this some attention. And I'm thinking of, uh, another, um, a man that came to me some years ago and he needed to forgive his dad who had physically beat him as a little boy. And uh, why? And he was, he was this big, successful, proud guy. He was Mm. not, you know, he was not familiar with therapies and stuff, but why was he here? Why was he going to do this? Because he was having a heart problem. He was developing heart issues. Yeah. And he knew that his heart issues were related to rage that he felt because every now and then he would just get uncorked about something and be rageful in, in a, kind of an inappropriate way. And mm-hmm. his wife was saying, Hey, you know, you, you should deal with that because, you know, and you're going to kill yourself. You're going to have a heart attack if you don't deal mm. with that. So in a similar way, he took nine months to get ready. And then uh, when he did get ready, he looked around my office and said, you know, I'm ready to forgive my dad, but I can't do it here. I'm afraid I'm going to destroy your office. Oh no. <laughs> he was very large. He was a really, he's like a football player. He's a really big man. And he said, I, I'm, I need to break stuff. I really need to break stuff. I'm so I, I, this is rage. This is not, you know, irritation. I i need to break stuff. So we made an arrangement to go out to um, a deserted woods that, um, is um, near my property. And and I, I kept a respectful distance. And I told him, <laughs> look at this dead tree and this dead tree and this dead tree, you're welcome to break them, you know, and he did he punched and and tore down branches and roared and yelled. And we were in the middle of nowhere. So it didn't, you know, it didn't mm-hmm. inhibit him at all. He really, really let it rip about his heartbreak and his indignation at his dad treating him mistreating him. And he got to an amazing place that day that, that stuck. He, he, he went forward that day and his heart was better. His heart issue was better. Amazing. <laughs> well, it makes yeah. sense though, doesn't it? It does make sense.
0: Yeah. And I, as you're saying all that, I'm kind of thinking, Ooh, I, I was watching the news last night and apparently we're in a year where more people have had altercations and incidents on airplanes than oh. <laughs> All the previous years, the FAA has kept track, you know, oh. and they showed this hor- these videos, you know, people just start recording on their phones and it's like, oh, my God, people are having tantrums and acting out and everyone's like, there's just a lot of irritation and rage right near the surface. People
1: need to vent the mm-hmm. frustration and um, and, you know, disappointments and irritations and angers that they have. But we don't have uh Good ways of doing that, and I was, I was used to. Used and I'll to, just say, wait, doing yeah. it
0: on an airplane is a really bad idea because, that's a bad idea. like, you could go to prison, right? for for hitting For hitting someone, I mean, it just it's like there's a lot. It's bad.
1: Don't yes, do it. That is not. <laughs> that's not the place to do it. No, no, no. Yeah, and I used to joke um, with people I was saying, you know, if I was more of an uh, entrepreneur and a mm-hmm. small business person, I would, I would start a franchise of rage centers. Oh gosh. (laughs) Berry queen, you know, something like you can go there some evening and, you know, sign in and there's, there's clear boundaries and whatever, but we have the room where you can break dishes and we have the room where you can, you know, slam a bat into a punching bag. And we have the soft room where you can thrash around safely and not hurt yourself. (laughs) And at the end, you know, the the person Mary would show up. I, well I don't know. I am I'm, I'm just the entrepreneur here. You know, okay. I'm, I'm just home watching a movie and making money and because I had such a good idea. <laughs> but you know the person is working there they're also trained in martial arts and and you know um whatever and uh and then they help the person uh release the expectation and connect with their spiritual source and guess what Aaron what? somebody somebody is doing this wait somebody really? is doing this in another city yes I just heard about it two weeks oh, I ago I want to
0: go on a field trip where is it
1: uh I forget that uh I can find out I find, find out oh, we'll oh, see what, if you know, we can road trip one of my one of my deep students who knows about forgiveness she knew she had rage so she, it was Milwaukee in Milwaukee oh, we can go there a place where you can go and break dishes. You can go break as many dishes as you need to break. And at the end, the, the, whoever's there helps you sit down and meditate. And, you know. Oh, I wonder the, if they have all your steps of forgiveness. Because well, you have the best know. method.
0: Yeah, I don't has know. everything you need and nothing more.
1: Yes, it's just very <laughs> it's very complete and very tidy. So anyway. But Works every time. To, to your point, <laughs> the people are kind of busting out with hostilities these days. And that just happened to me. Um uh, like two weeks ago, I, mm. I, I crossed the street. Oh, you of- told me this. Yeah. Right. Okay. I already talked to you about this. So this- <laughs> I was like, wow, this person pulled over, parked, got out. And stood there screaming at me and calling me bad words. Wow. Okay. Whew. Whew. I'm glad I'm not doing your story today. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's pretty rough.
0: So, okay. So going back to it, the the question we started with is when do you know it's time to forgive? When do you know that you should be, should, that that you might want to consider, yeah, uh,
1: forgiving, cleaning up an issue with forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Well, when you're being inappropriate, Mm -hmm. you're yelling inappropriately (laughs) because you have some anger inside from somebody else, Mm -hmm. uh, When you've got an issue in your health, you've got gut issues or headaches or a pain in your neck or uh, back problems or immune system problems. There are so many uh, Mm -hmm. health concerns that are now being associated with emotional toxicity and emotional stress. So maybe you've got a health concern or like I said, you want to start something new or you, you want to start a new relationship. But you're feeling all this weight and debris from the past that Mm -hmm. would be another time. Um, or if you, you just really, uh, you know, you want to go for it in terms of being your fullest self and living your dreams and just being your best. And you're aware that you've got some unfinished stories, Mm -hmm. then that is your access point to, more success and more health and more energy and more optimism. You have that access point right there. Let's dust off these cruddy old stories and take them out one after another and let's heal them because it is going to really change you. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I like it. I know that. And I'm kind of thinking, gosh, I wonder if I've got some issues that I need to start journaling about and bring. Break-
1: bringing the story to a, a good ending you know mm-hmm. could be and you know the psyche is very wise about uh some of our stories we have them in the deep locker mm-hmm. we, we had to put them away because they were too dreadful and we didn't have the resources for healing at that time mm-hmm. and we had to function we had to get things done or take care of our kids and so you just locked it away and then when you get to a different point in life where you've got a little slack, you've got a little room, they start coming up out of the deeps. They come up the basement stairs like Jacob Marley's <laughs> ghost rattling <chains laughs> and boxes. I'm here. And saying, I'm here. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we experience delayed grief. Um, I went through a huge loss when I lived in, um, when I was young and lived in Chicago, huge, tragic loss, and I couldn't deal with it. At the time, it it was just there. Just wasn't the the help uh, to do it. So I just put it away. Uh, I had asthma for a while. (laughs) You know, I put it away there, I guess. And then I moved uh, to Minneapolis, where it's just the land of ten thousand healers. Here, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like every twelve step meeting, every kind of therapy, every kind of healing that you want here in this place. It's a really health oriented place. So I moved here and. I moved here in, in a good mood, so to speak, and ready to, you know, do this, do that. But suddenly I was awash with grief, deep, terrible grief. And that's when I tackled that story, ten, seven years after it happened, because then I had I had the good therapy, the therapist, I had the good group, I had friends, I had space from the scene of the crime. And I was able to um, go into that and do some pretty great healing, Mm. Um, but it it had to wait its time. I couldn't do it when it happened.
0: Yeah. So in some ways that it has to kind of ripen and get to the right place Mm -hmm. Yes. for you and for the story. And then, and then your psyche is like, here it is.
1: Here you go. I know. And I read a book once, um, from someone who did a lot of research on repressed memories And she, she was dealing with, um, addressing things like sexual abuse that happened to you when you were four or when you Mm. were nine or something that you just, maybe you forgot about it, you know, but here you are an adult and you're, you're trying to have a normal sex life or something. And, uh, and you have all these feelings and all this frozenness and all these problems. And, um, she tells the story of one woman who had some terrible sexual abuse, uh, history, that she wasn't aware of. And one year, her life was really good. She was stable. Her family was healthy. Her, there was plenty of financial support. She had time. Uh, it was just a, a time when she was calm and ready for something. And what was that something? Suddenly, she remembered um, a story that mm. had really harmed her. And that she'd been carrying quietly inside, and the parts and pieces of that story just became, uh, you know, disruptive. They just became, you know, more and more. She was remembering more and more about it, and so then she she did some therapy about that. This wasn't a forgiveness approach. It was, you know, more classical um, therapy and trauma stuff. But she so she addressed it, and she became very much stronger. And very much able to um, kind of grow into the her bigger self because she addressed it. But she addressed it when her psyche said it's time, and yeah. when it when it really um, what's the word when it uh, you know brought up the information mm-hmm. that you need to face this and deal with this.
0: Oh, we're so mysterious, Mary. <laughs> we people, yes, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's that's great that's helpful to be thinking about that and be thinking about kind of the different trajectories of these stories and you know that it's always there forgiveness mm-hmm. is always there and uh I it kind of is, this is inspiring me to journal a little bit and see um what might be lurking around the corners that maybe mm-hmm. needs a little a little attention a and, little love yeah, love, yeah. healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
1: I am determined to uh, do some more forgiveness of the changes that came through mm. in 2020 yeah. uh, in the pandemic, in my work, um, uh, my work with groups got very interrupted. I couldn't get together and teach in groups in person, I'm doing some stuff on zoom, but not my, not my favorite. I love the room full of people. So I mm-hmm. lost that. And also I, um, during the, the racial reckoning and the uprising, um, it just tore through my neighborhood in Minneapolis and many things changed, you know, things got wrecked and closed and moved. And I, was, I lost my sense of my neighborhood because this atrocity had occurred. I live a, a mile from where George Floyd was murdered and a mile from where the epicenter of all the fires and looting were and it it's uh you know it changed it changed how i felt about my environment Mm -hmm. and um i i still have some some leftovers from that Mm -hmm. and um i don't want to i don't want to be wistful every single day that i go out into my neighborhood and go oh that's gone oh that's yeah That's closed. Oh, got Oh, I got burned. You know, I, I don't want to feel wistful all the time that I'm driving through my environment. So, um, I'm going to take some time with Mm. that.
0: Yeah. That's really helpful to hear. And, and so when you say you take some time for that, you say, what, what is that? You, you don't have to give me the specifics,
1: but I'm just wondering, like, how, how do you approach it? Well, I'm telling myself that I'm going to do this before Christmas. Mm-hmm. for winter uh, sets in because winter is kind of a low mood time. Anyway, um, I'm always, you know, I find winter difficult. I'm, I'm really living in the wrong place for that. I know. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to, uh, I want to really let go of some things before winter is upon me so that I can at least approach that season which is still full of uncertainty in terms of my work. And, you know, when is this pandemic quote over and that sort of thing. Um, But I want to enter into that season in, um, you know, a more contented form than I am now so that it's not just a, you know, a layered difficult thing for me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Cool. Cool. Well, we'll keep checking in on
0: it. We'll keep talking about it. Yeah, And I'll, I'll do the same. And, um, yeah, it, it just, it does feel really good to just meet over zoom, meet and record these conversations and put our focus, put our attention onto, uh, tools that we know are there for us
1: that, that will help us, that will help me yes. feel better. And to feel like we're walking strong, you know, mm-hmm. to feel like we're walking intentionally in our lives and that we're walking with good company and with other people yeah. that are really trying to be of the most light and, and integrity that we can be. And I think it really matters who you hang out with. It, does. it really, really matters uh who you hang out with because uh you know I think we need to uh seek out people that we admire and that um provide inspiration and in how they handle things in their lives. And so That's why we're looking at each other right now, darling, (laughs) on this Zoom screen. And we're talking right in front of, we don't know who is else, who else is in the room with us. But we're glad you're here. Hi there. We love you. We assume (laughs) you too care about integrity and health and healing and Mm -hmm. being your best. So we wish you the best. All right. Well, thanks, Mary. I will see you next time. See you next time. Okay.
0: Bye-bye.